Welcome everyone back to Bullish Project for another episode. And I'm pretty sure this is 17 at this point. I don't know. I can't keep track. This is this is an issue. Every time I try to do this, I'm like 16, 17. I don't know what fucking episode I'm on. Today, as you guys might be able to tell if you're watching on YouTube, I have my headphones on. We have a guest on the episode. And the guest is none other than my best friend of 18 years. My boy TJ, what's good, brother? How you feeling this morning? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. And I'm going to try to quietly get my fucking hot chocolate mixed up here because I want to drink some. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm doing pretty good, man. That's good. I tell you what, when, uh, when, I th when you said something about doing this podcast episode, I was like, Yes, dude, we have to. And it's been a long time coming, dude. I think it's what, like a month now, two months. And I've, I've only been doing the podcast for like, I think going on three now, but we've been talking about this oh, for a while. So it's a, it's a long time coming. I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped about what we got to talk about today. Oh, I am too. It's definitely been long awaited. Dude, for sure. And as long as we've been friends, dude, it's like, it, you know, it's just... It's like full circle, dude. Like, I never thought I'd be able to do a podcast and then get my fucking friends on it. I got several more episodes planned with some more of my friends. It's going to be dope. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to get some guests rolling in here because the podcast is fun, but it is so much more fun when I can get somebody to have a conversation back and forth with. It's just dope. You know, it's just like two guys. Sometimes, I know, I did an episode with my friend last week. Um on his podcast and it was three of us like just back and forth conversation that's where i thrive dude i fucking love it yeah it's crazy but i actually want to talk about real quick before we get too far in the episode little little food truck action here because we are we're getting some things moving here we we've been talking about doing a food truck for a while doing a pizza food truck and i actually mentioned this briefly on one of my previous episodes but it's actually starting to come together. And in fact, we're starting smaller with, with just some basic stuff. It's not going to be an actual truck, but we're actually getting it together. And I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that because we don't have to worry about just talking about it anymore. We can actually go out and execute. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. You said you were ordering the oven for it here soon, right? Yeah, here within, I'd say, the next week try and get everything lined up but yeah we're definitely on the verge of executing it and i mean like you said we're starting off a little bit smaller but i think i don't think that matters i think at the end of the day as long as we're you know delivering good pizza good product and you know it'll sell itself so yeah i, I think it's really good yeah the quality is is what matters and I think what I talk about here on the podcast is quality stuff, even though it's not high quality, uh, like video or high quality production. So I, I just, I just let it go. I'm just like, yeah, I talk about high quality stuff, but you know, it's sometimes it's like not everything's set up to par, but, but yeah, I agree, dude. And like, I think the main theme here, the reason why I bring this up is because today I want to talk a little bit about like execution and just actually going out there and just going after it because this is something I personally struggled with for a long time where literally I'd wake up, I'd get excited to do something. And then 
for example, if I wake up and play video games and I'd see people streaming video games, I'd be like, man, I could do that. I should, I should do that. Like, it would be so cool to have like 10,000 viewers watching me, you know, just make my monthly income off of that. And to be fair, it's still cool to do that. But back then I'm like, yeah, it's so achievable. And then I wouldn't do anything to even get to that point. You know, I wouldn't put in the work. So I'm starting to realize things that I want to do and things I don't want to do because you can't really fake it. And I mean, I think that's really important to execute. You have to actually like it enough to move forward with it and execute at the same time. Some people end up hitting a brick wall where they realize that's not what they want to do and that's totally fine. But we've been talking about this for a while. In fact, I have notes from 2018, I think it is, or 2019. We're going on three or four years of like recipes and planning and stuff. And I guess now's the best time, right? I mean, you had no better time than the present to like save up and get all the equipment we need and just go out there and do it. Like, I think that's great because for the longest time, I thought you needed like all this high quality stuff and that's just not the case. Yeah, it's it's definitely been in the works for a while. I think me and you, I, I it's always been something that me and you have been like passionate about and like could see us you know, starting a business and having a career off of it. I just think, you know, kind of having that time to prepare everything and make sure that we're going to do it right. You know, I, I don't really think it was a waste of time because like you said, since 2018, we've been talking about this. I think it was more preparation leading up to this point. And I think now, like what you said, I think now is the best time to do it and actually take that leap and, proceed with it uh i just i think it'll be great <laughs> yeah dude me too and it's like finally able to talk about it on the podcast because I, I don't talk about it too much it's like I, I keep a lot of the things i do um not necessarily private but the podcast itself for example i didn't really post it much um until i started to figure out the thing like the ins and outs of the podcast making sure i have some notes and some talking points and trying to fill the dead space without it sounding like I'm filling the dead space. So it took me, I don't know, like, and I'm still trying to figure it out sometimes where just getting my flow of the conversation, especially when I'm doing it by myself, making sure I have enough things to talk about and, and go through the episode in a planned or orderly fashion to where I'm not just rambling. I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit, but I'm definitely in a much better position than what I was before. Because I noticed in my first few episodes, I definitely sounded nervous and I wasn't keeping the episode on track and I was rambling. So to, to your point, like, it's just nice to just dive in and, and just start going with it. Like, yeah, you want to have the plan. You want to try to get everything together. But I think I got to a point where I was just like, where's the excuses? Like, no more excuses. Let's just go out there and execute. And that's part of the reason why I keep it on the down low because I want to build it up a little bit first. But, you know, at the same time, you can share all of the things that you want to do from the ground level and also have a little bit of accountability from that. My friend who, who personal trains me, um, you know, we, we get together on average probably once a week, once every other week, and he, we just check in and he, he trains me, gives me some workouts to do, and it, it keeps me accountable more so than if I was to do it myself, which I struggle with, especially when it comes to the consistency and the discipline. So 
I'm just glad that we linked up to be able to do something like that because you know it's gonna be nice. I see all my friends and I get motivation from them where they're they're doing all these things. My friend David, who's got his podcast and motiv- motivated me basically uh, to do my own and inspired me to do my own. It's just it's crazy to see where I'm coming from to this point. You know, I got the podcast and now we're starting up this this food truck pizza business which has been my calling for years. I mean, everybody kind of knows it. It's like I'm the pizza king or pizza guy or whatever that people refer me to. So it's just it's just like falling into place now, you know. Yeah, it's definitely I feel like it's it's a really good time to get everything in order. And honestly, like before I was really nervous, but it it's like what you said, you know, at the end of the day like enough is enough and like you know where where are the excuses at and i mean you can only i guess hold back on it for so long without you know finally saying all right enough's enough let's go and do this let's buy all the necessary stuff that we need for it let's get the license you know everything that we need and just go and do it i mean you won't know unless you actually go do it so yeah. it's 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 gonna be good i sure. i'm really excited but not only that to your point what you just said like you know just go at going after it like piggybacking off of what i just said but it just triggered something in my brain for some reason that has nothing to do with what we just talked about but what you just said made me think of it it's just like consistency and especially when you are going after something one of the most important things to remember is you don't know when your time is and even if you know what you want to do, the time to do it may not be right now. It could be a year or two years, or in this case, three to four years down the road when it finally clicks to where you're saying, hey, okay, enough's enough. Like, we, we just need to buckle down and do this, or I just need to buckle down and do this for myself because if I don't do this, it's like the end of the world. Like, you, you take that motivation and you stop giving yourselves... Uh, you stop giving yourself like an out or an excuse where if you don't do it, it's like the end of the world, you know, even though it's not, but that's part of the discipline and, and consistency that comes with all that. Like you, you have to, at some point be like, Hey, we just got to go for it. And not everybody clicks at the same moment. If you get a dream job opportunity, some people may not be ready for it in that moment. And even though they're working towards that, they might need another year or two years to work on themselves or build their internal portfolio with their, the, you know, the way that they do things or the way that, um, like, information, you know, they have to get some knowledge first and, and experience. So even if they get that opportunity, they may not be ready for it. So I, for me, I just preach patience and you know things will happen if you stick with it it just takes time and everybody has their own time at different points you know everybody clicks at different points so i'm not really worried about it taking you know three or four years to you know potentially get this podcast up and running like fully potentially do this pizza truck like maybe it evolves into a restaurant or something like that i'm not really worried about that you know it'll just happen when it happens yeah, it'll kind of, it'll kind of be like the stepping stone towards the end goal, which 
you know, could be a restaurant or, you know, multiple food trucks. We hire people. I mean, you know, the possibilities at that point are endless. So, yeah. And, and I, for the longest time I was getting caught up in the big goal instead of making the small steps and just doing everything in baby steps, literally. Um, I watch a lot of motivational, a lot of inspirational videos, um, and I get my own topics sometimes inspired from topics that I find day-to-day basis. And that's one of them is just like making sure that you're doing all the small steps to get to the big goal, you know, like it's basically walking up a staircase, you know, you can't go to the 20th step unless you go from one to 19 first, you know? And, yeah. and part of that is knowledge as well. You know, that a lot of that, I just didn't know what to do, where to start. So I used Google for a lot of that. I used my resources in terms of my family and friends and asking around, like, if you know somebody who knows something that you don't, it's okay to go and ask them questions. That's how people get their knowledge and stuff, you know? They, they look towards yeah. people that already have it made and then, you know, they, they look for that handout essentially, but it's not impractical for them to ask because they're putting in the work, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm just, you know, leeching off of you for all this information and then you're not going to provide something in value back to them where it's like, it just depends on the situation. Most people would give out the information without hesitating and they would do it for free, especially if they're your friend or something. But if it's like a business relationship, it has to be, what can you offer me so that we can keep this relationship going? And it just depends on the scenario, but there's a lot of ways to go about it. I just think resources are important too. Like, it's not just about money. It's about the knowledge and the experience that comes with it too. Like asking around and see, because me personally, with, with what we're doing with this food truck, I was asking around to my aunt, who's very... Um, knowledgeable and like the legal stuff in terms of how to get a business running that way um and she pointed me in the right direction to to the website to where we can get the licenses and stuff and then from there i kind of figured out that we can literally set up anywhere as long as we have you know certain things set up like we need hand sanitizer like hand washing stations we need guards away from the public if you know if it's going to be the food's going to be served on the front table and there has to be guard, you know, things like that, which you don't have to get into detail about it. But those are things that I learned along the way. And the only way that I learned that is is by just doing it and asking people, you know, just literally going through the motions and, and the baby steps. So I think that's really important. Like I definitely in the past got caught up into wanting to the, have the, the fucking golden apple and not fucking climbing the tree for it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's... um. I mean, I like before I used to work at a pizza restaurant and I mean, they would hand stretch everything, you know, make the dough in the back. So even working there has taught me a lot. And that's, that's what I like about it is, you know, me and you going into this, you know, we're going on like a different side that we haven't like seen, like, like what you said with, you know, learning new stuff all the financial stuff all the legal stuff and even just down to you know making the dough the recipes this and that i mean it's definitely more of a different world i guess because i i've never you know stepped foot 
towards that direction of like going in on a place and owning, operating, all the legal stuff. I mean, it, it's definitely going to be a fun journey, but yeah, it's it'll it'll be good <laughs> for sure. And like to what you said, I used to work in a pizza place too. Shout out hometown pizza, like fucking small place in Kentucky and they have like 19 locations. I know they recently did um a rebrand with some of their locations, but I love that place. It's it's probably some of the best pizza in terms of the area around there. Worked there for several years. Um in fact, actually went back after I had worked there before cuz I used to be a production worker. So when I was a production worker, we would just do basic things like if I was opening in the morning, they would train me how to make the dough. They would train me everything that needs to be done before we open. And then we would open and literally just focus on making the pizzas until the end of your shift, basically. But when I was when I went back, so I left for college and then, you know, I realized that's not what I wanted to do. I dropped out of that particular program and, and left college. I went back to that place as a manager starting out because I had the experience already of a production worker, but a manager, they do a lot of different things. Um, and I, I never got to the point where I was consistently doing like assistant manager or general manager uh, tasks, but I did get to the point where I was running the shift. I was making sure that literally everything was taken care of. You know, you have to make sure everything's stocked before the rush. Um, and it's kind of stressful because when, when you shift the mindset from a production worker to where you're just one body along the line of, you know, the, the make line or whatever, and then now you're like this person who's in charge of it all, it's a little bit different in, in what you do every single day for your job, you know? And to your point, there's not anything that I used to do that is the same from what we're doing now. So it's things that I've never talked about, things that I've never looked into doing, things that I've never thought about, you know, when it comes to actually starting your own business. And I think that's intimidating for a lot of people because none of the things that you have when you're in a job is set up already for you. You basically have to get your own uniform if you want one. You know, if you're a small business, it doesn't necessarily matter. But you also have to get your own signage, your own menus, your own website, If you know, because that's important nowadays since it's 2022. You have to have all the licenses, like you said. And all of that stuff, when you get hired on as a production worker, is all taken care of for you. So, yeah, for me, definitely a little different and a little scary for sure because it's something I've never done before and it's not necessarily a lot of risk. But when you start something new, especially when you start telling people about it, there's this uh, pressure to perform. And it, it does kind of make it different when you got the pressure versus no pressure. So that's why I kind of keep things to myself. But it is exciting to talk about, too, you know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you know, hypothetically speaking, like, oh, it's your child and you just want to see it grow and turn into this amazing thing so but i think i think me and you between our past jobs i think we have enough experience to start it and then from there on out learn along the way you know yeah for sure and and i think in terms of like what we're doing it's it's a little different because we're looking at it from the owner standpoint now it there's so many things you don't think about but 
it is like your baby. So you want to see it grow. You're going to put in more work, which if you're just like a line cook or something or a chef or whatever it is, like, and you're just, you're like, that's just a base level job or whatever it is, which chefs are a little different. Most of those chefs go to school and all that. But if you're just like a line cook at like little Caesars or something, you know, something basic, you know, you just have to worry about that one part of the business because that's your job. You don't have to worry about that part and, you know, the inventory and the who's going to cover the shifts today and who's going to show up and do we open and like, okay, the storm knocked out our power. Now, what now? What do we do? You know, it's like, and of course, that's a little different if you're in like an actual restaurant, but if you're just setting up, it's still a lot of work. You have to get the, the tent or the canopy or whatever to set up under you to get all the tables and set all that up. And I'm, I'm cool with that if that's, you know, what's, what has to be done. It's just a lot different. And I think for those listening, this personal story is the main reason why I wanted to tell it is because it does kind of sit in with the themes we're talking about today in terms of consistency and like staying with it because it eventually does happen. You do have to do the work. Like we're not gonna, you know, say that you don't have to do the work, but putting it in slowly but surely, once you start building it up, then you have this portfolio of things that you can apply next time if you're doing a second business or if you're if say you don't want to do the pizza business anymore, you can move into a different industry with that experience and that knowledge it's it's invaluable honestly so the you know this experience we're going through i'm super pumped because we get the next month or so with with all the preparations we're doing we set up outside like an apartment complex at a pool or something you know something super basic but we get it going and then i'm pretty excited to see where it goes so i i am too i feel like the motivation would skyrocket because I mean, you're you're working for yourself at that point. Uh, exactly. I feel like it's just more determination to get up, prep everything, and go out there and just, you know, give the people what they want, and hopefully feedback comes comes back pretty good, and you know, that's more motivation on top of it, and then you know, repeat and do it the next day, and then see where it goes. Yeah, and what sucks is like. You know, sometimes like what we're doing, we both have full-time jobs. So this is basically a side hustle or a, a hobby or whatever you want to call it until we can fully jump in. And and that's going to be a difficult transition. But, you know, if the demand is there and we, we do it well, then it's going to be easier than we think most likely. But, but yeah, it is it is a lot different than what I've ever done because I'm trained. I think most of us are trained in like the school system and stuff to just be, you know, compliant workers who work hard for big corporations. And the fact that we live in a country where we have the option to kind of choose is is nice because not being able to choose is, you know, if you don't like your job, you're not going to be happy. And that just spirals down to like a lot of mental battles and stuff. And and there's mental battles every day, no matter what. But if if work itself, you know, you're going to spend 40 hours plus. I mean, a lot of people right now are working way more than 40 hours. I mean, let's be realistic. Like most people are working at least 45 to 50. Uh, and, and the customers I talk to are working like 60. And and even you, you work overtime right now, don't you? How many, how many hours do you work a week right now? Um, right now it's 50-50. Um, when I first started 
we were on overtime, so I was at 48 uh, working Saturdays. Um, and now they're trying to switch it up to where we're off one Saturday and then we work the next. So they 48, 48 one week and then, you know, 40 the next. So. Right. But you're still working on average, you know, because if you, you know, if you were working 48 per week and now you're working 48 every other week, that's still 44 hours a week, theoretically. So, you know, a lot of people work a lot more than 40. You know, I think the idea of 40 is right now, especially with, you know, the companies having issues getting workers and stuff, which I don't think there's a worker shortage. I just think most of those people went into different industries when COVID came and like all of the uh, food industries and like a lot of the non-essential places shut down, uh, a lot of those workers found new jobs and, and those jobs were mainly digital or from home because that's all that was open essentially, right? I mean, you got the essential businesses and stuff and you got people that worked their asses off during COVID, like nurses and all those, those positions. And then you get the people who were working non-essential jobs that got closed down and they still have to make a living too. So they went to like online at home jobs. And most of those people can make a lucrative living doing it from home. They don't have to spend the gas and all that stuff either. So I think it's just a transition of work. A lot of people are just doing it from home and online. And, and a lot of jobs are not that way. A lot of jobs you have to show up to work to do. I think that's part of the problem. Um, and it might even out within the next year or two. Um, but it just depends because tech is not going anywhere. And as long as those jobs are available, I think those people that transitioned from the in-house work at the job site jobs, and then they transition to at home online jobs. I, I don't think that's going anywhere as long as that job is available for them. So that's, I mean, that's part of the issue too, you know, cause this, this overworking idea is only because there's not as many people to take the take on the job and the responsibilities of that job for the day and it, it requires a lot of people to work more and in fact my job it for a while it was strictly 40 hours they wouldn't let you work over 40 um like you would hit 40 but like you couldn't work 41 or 42 they would literally make you clock out for one hour lunches they were very strict when you clocked in like you can only clock in five minutes before and you know unless you were closing the store you would have to clock out on time or as close to on time as possible. And I think they had an allotment of overtime for the entire store that was less than nine hours. So when you have more than nine people on the shift or on the roster, you're looking at less than one hour of overtime per person. And boy, has it transitioned since then. I mean, now I'm looking at, I can get all the OT I want, you know, theoretically, I, I go into the store as long as the store is open and there's shifts available, I could pretty much go in and working now it's like i'm working about 45 now i'm basically working an extra half hour to an hour a day where i take a lighter lunch or i stay late or whatever but yeah 40 is just i don't know that that whole idea is kind of out the window at this point for most people and and what we're doing with this pizza thing you know that's going to add on more work for us until we can transition so and especially when it's our own business we're probably going to be working 60 to 70 just on background stuff too like any any sort of like setting up different spots or, or like set the setup and the tear down you know it's not just going to be when we sell the actual pizzas so 
But yeah, that j I went on tangent there for a second, but I was just thinking about how like we both work full jobs and now we're transitioning into like our own hobby slash side hustle slash business. And it's, we're just going to have to work more to get what we want. You know, we just got to put in the work. That's all it is. Yeah. It's that, it's, it's that step. It's, uh, it's definitely scary, but I mean, this job that I'm at right now, I was, I was scared because it's a whole different environment, different category of, you know, me being in the restaurant business since, you know, I, my first job at La Rosa's, um, to now where I'm at for manufacturing, it's, it's really different. And I mean, I, I enjoy it so far. It's definitely better than my last job that was, uh, not the best and kind of what you said before with the whole um if you you know if you don't like your job you're not happy there you know it's it's not going to be good and i mean i don't know if i'm can technically say where i was at before i i guess it really doesn't matter but i used to work at skyline before and um it it was fine and at first, and then it just started to go downhill. People, you know, started quitting. We were short staffed. I was working uh, roughly like 60 something hours a week at one point. And, you know, the management was not the best. It was just, it was, it was a depressing, depressing setting. And I'm fortunate enough to be at the job that I'm at right now and kind of, you know, got out of that situation and environment and now, you know, bettering myself and moving on is, it's, it's definitely good right now. That's good. And, and I've seen you basically come from where we were like super little kids living across the street from each other. Um, and, and now we're, we kind of, cause there was a, there was a while, um, side point here. There was a while where, you know, before like we had Facebook or MySpace, like before we were old enough to even be on those platforms. Um, I, I actually wasn't even sure I was going to ever come across you again because we were neighbors before all the social media stuff, just playing outside in the road and all that stuff. And then my sister one day, um, said something about, um your sisters which I don't, I don't name any names or anything just to keep it private but like she had them added on facebook and i was like wait is that that's that's tj's like sisters from i was like oh shit you know and then it clicked and then i think from there we were like at each other on uh facebook and then we ended up playing a bunch of video games together which is what we do now like in our free time so it was just interesting you say that because like we came basically from nothing and now we're in this spot where I've kind of seen you, like I've seen myself grow, you've seen me grow and we keep in contact basically every day. And then, you know, I've, I've seen you in that position where, you know, things aren't always sunshines and rainbows. Obviously we know that and work can definitely be a contributing factor to whether or not it's good or bad in your daily life. And there are some things like, uh, for example, you can elaborate on this as much as you want to, but you know, some people get addicted to things that take the pain away. Like I know some friends who get addicted. It's a tough subject too, because it's something I know nothing about. I've never had the issue of addicting, like, or the disease of addiction, like whatever you want to call it. I don't want to 
dive into that myself, but I want you to elaborate on, on it a little bit if you want to just like some of your struggles and like the day-to-day process that it takes for you to basically overcome that. Like I, that's super respectable to me and you're in such a good position now where I'm like really proud of you and the fact that we can talk on here and, and like, you know, from where you've came, dude, it's just, I just want to throw that out there real quick. Like, it's just incredible to see the the transformation you went through. But it, if you have anything to, to elaborate on that, I'd love to hear it. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who feel alone or feel like there's no reason to move forward. And that those are some of the harder topics for me to talk about on the podcast because it's so touchy. And But it's like, it's there's a lot of people that, that deal with that day to day. So uh, yeah, man, just just anything you want to talk about about your story, anything you're comfortable with, I'd love to hear it. I'm sure there's a lot of other people listening that would love to hear it as well. Yeah, um, no, I appreciate it um, that you see, you know, a different, like me progressing and, you know, being in a better position than I was last year. Um, it, I, it really... Due to, you know, some some stuff that happened uh, many years ago, I kind of, you know, used alcohol as a way to escape and, <clears throat> you know, uh, family issues in the past. Um, I didn't want to be home at all. So, you know, on the weekends, I go party and this and that, and I would do it here and there, and I could eventually I saw it to where I was doing it every weekend and then it started getting worse and it started to become almost a daily problem. And I ended up, you know, taking a step back after I got into a wreck, um, under the influence. I highly recommend no one drives under the influence at all because for one, it's dangerous. You could hurt yourself. You could hurt others, and at the end of the day, it is just not worth it at all. Um, But after I got into that wreck back in 2018, I took a step back, calmed down for a little bit, and then things were kind of a roller coaster ride throughout until, I believe, last year. And last year, it got pretty bad to where it was almost every day. And I don't want to blame it on my last job but kind of goes back to what you said you know if you're not happy with your job and the environment it was just a depressing setting and the way I see it now I'm trying to you know overcome it I feel like I'm in a different position than I was last year I feel like I'm better um it is difficult sometimes, especially waking up in the morning, you know, on the weekend or whatever, or, you know, if something happens, you know, you don't want to think about anything, you know, the minor, the littlest inconvenience and instantly think, all right, you know, I'm going to go grab some stuff or just chill for the rest of the day. And then not even think about it, not bad an eye about it. So, I mean, it's definitely a struggle. At the end of the day, it's not worth it at all. Um, 
like I said, I feel like I'm in a better position right now. But it, I would, I would say, try and outweigh it with something else. Like get have like a hobby or something. Like I, I go golfing sometimes when I can, and I've noticed that you know little things like that help. Or even me, you know, going to visit my sister that lives down the street from me, you know, having basically being distracted from the thought of going and, you know, getting alcohol and, you know, choosing to get drunk and not think about things. It's, it's definitely a tough one, but I feel like, you know, once when you balance it out and get a hobby or whatever, whatever suits you, as long as you're not having that urge and thinking about it, you know, I, I, I think you can overcome it. And at the end of the day, it's an automatic win if, if you end the day, you know, with not drinking at all or not drinking for, you know, a week or a month, a couple months, a year, you know, it just depends. But yeah, it's definitely different from last year. I'm slowly starting to like recap and realize that, you know, for one, I'm wasting time. For two, I'm wasting money. For three, I'm probably doing some damage to my body over that because obviously it's not good. So, um, right, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if anyone, if anyone has a similar situation, you know, kind of, you know, trauma growing up and, you know, using that as a way to escape, you know, go to therapy. I've done it. I, I believe it helped. I mean, you just got to find that rhythm and find what's best for you at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah. And like the, the whole topic is, is tough. I know for most people to even open up about. So I admire your bravery for that. Even if, you know, my podcast is small, there may not be many people that watch this now, but um, you know, the right people will find it eventually. And I think your story is probably going to help a lot of people. So, and, and, and like you said, it's, it's a battle probably every day, maybe even for the rest of your life, unless you just have a super bad experience to where it clicks and you're just like, I'm never touching it again. But the people who are like addicted to it, it's not just like, yeah, I can just let it go and, and never think about it again. Like I know people who still think about it and still have the urge to do it sometimes, even though they've been sober 10, 20, 30 years, it's, it's an everyday battle. And very admirable that you're getting your life back on track because I know it's because people don't understand like for, for me I definitely don't understand because I've never been through it but from what I've seen it starts out like what you said maybe every other weekend you're partying because you're young you want to experience it then it's every weekend then it's basically every day and then it's like every day to the point where you're like drinking yourself to death every day but nobody sees the other side of that where you have to, it's like a roller coaster, you know, when you're going up the hill of where it's like every other weekend, every weekend, every day, and you're at the top of the hill where it's really, really bad. You, I mean, 
if you work hard enough, you can come down on the other side of that. But it takes a lot of work and it also takes the small wins. Like you said, maybe one day out of the week you choose not to drink and now you're, you're, you're one day a week sober and then maybe it's two days, three days. Or maybe you can limit it to one or two beers a day or whatever it is. Because you know, addiction, it comes in many forms, but you know, in this case we're talking about alcohol. But maybe it's something like that because in, in terms of being addicted to something, there's always a roller coaster up where you do get addicted to it and you discover it. There always has to be a way down and there has to be like a light at the end of the tunnel for these people. And some people don't see that, which is unfortunate, but I know some people who have come out on the other side of it and you're on your way there. And it's, it's good to see for sure. Like you said, definitely surround your environment with other fillers instead of reaching for alcohol or whatever it may be. Like it's definitely easier said than done. Like I said, I have no skin in the game on that, but you said it yourself. I think that's a really good way to look at it. And just knowing that, every win that you get is a small win and it has to be progressive nobody's going to quit overnight and for most people it's unrealistic to say that you can quit overnight for you know withdrawal reasons and you know sometimes it can be fatal and that kind of stuff so and it's tough too because when you're in that habit every day coming off of it is even tougher especially when you don't just make an extreme change that basically shocks your routine to where you just don't do it again, but that's unrealistic. That There's no way, from what I've seen and, and observed with some of my friends and stuff, there's no way it just happens like that because I've, I've personally never seen it. I know some people can just lay it down and never touch it again, but for the most part, it's a battle every day, you know? Yeah, it's it definitely is, and I was just, while you were talking, I was, I was thinking and it kind of, spark something i remember listening to one of your podcast episodes um and you were talking about juice world in a way and how some of his music because he's he's like what basically my favorite artist like him and Dude, Drake. The like goat. honestly yeah. like it, to a side note to your point like he is like when i watched that documentary documentary of him i gained a whole new respect for the way that he can just spitball music and create something out of nothing basically on the fly and do it so well and so consistently for as long as he did, which ripped rip the goat. But um, yeah, keep going. But yeah, um, yeah, RIP juice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just listening to his music, I mean, like I said, him and Drake are neck and neck. I, I really wish he didn't pass away because his music just says a lot and it's like what you said in your previous episode, you know, a lot of his music is depressing, but it does paint an image on everyday struggle and yep. it it's tough. It really is. Cause you know, when I listen to him, especially in the past, you know, I, I come home from work or whatever and drink and, and listen it's just, I don't know. Anytime I, I hear Juice World, I just I think about, you know, the past and the struggles I've dealt with. And, I mean, it can be bad sometimes, especially if you're constantly listening. Because, I mean, it's not the brightest music, <laughs> but... yeah. Like I said before, it does paint a really good picture, and 
it kind of revolves with, you know, kind of watch out with what you're listening to because it can potentially like trigger you in the being depressed or whatever. And then there you go. You find yourself going to the liquor store or whatever, finding a way to cope because you're really taking in his lyrics and I don't know. It's just, it's crazy at how it can alter your mood. I never noticed it before until me and you, I think, talked a couple months ago about it. And I actually stopped listening to him for, I believe, a week, a couple months ago, and only was listening to, like, positive music. And it did really help. I'm not going to lie. It, I was in a better mood. I wasn't as anxious and depressed. Um, but obviously, I went back and started listening to yeah, again, there's no no uh no reason to hate and like listen to juice well for sure i mean i think his music's great yeah. but like to your point you know because it, it, i just thought of this as you were talking about it i think it it does matter what you listen to because the subconscious and like the, the psychology of it when you're listening to things that are depressive or whatever you you're more likely now you could be in a good headspace and listen to juice world and, and admire his shit but mm -hmm. when you're you're in that music, you're listening to it, you're more likely, I would say, which I don't have any statistics, but just based on my experience and what I've seen, more likely to have like more depressive thoughts or be sad when you're listening to music like his. And on the other side of that, you know, you went a week without listening to him, you listen to more positive stuff. And it, it basically gives you no other choice than to think the thoughts that you're consuming in a way because if you're if you're listening to positive stuff then you can kind of see it from that person's perspective and, and what they're talking about and it gives you an opportunity to think positive versus if you're listening to or watching negative people or negative mindsets talk about stuff then it just gives you an out to think that way or you know it, it's just it makes it more acceptable i think to think that way when you when you're exposed to it so much and what's what's interesting about that is because like when you're going through all of your different like daily routines like part of mine is getting on tiktok and stuff i, I don't do it anymore which you know it's not daily for me uh, you send me a lot of tiktoks i watch them but it's, it's not every day like i just see it when i see it i turned off the notifications because i didn't want the distraction or the the triggering effect of me scrolling on TikTok. I didn't want to have it consume my mental space. And I wanted to look at it only when I wanted to, instead of being addicted to it per se. Um, because when you're going through TikTok, you can either go down a spiral of sad and depressing thoughts to where it makes it more acceptable to think that way. And it's, it's relatable, which is nice because when you're in that headspace, you just want something relatable to where you feel like you're not alone and stuff like that. But you just got to realize that you don't have, like, it doesn't have to be that way all the time. Everybody gets sad. Everybody gets in the moment where they feel like they just want to have the time to rest and, and not do anything, just be sad and then let it, let it flow through. Like it, you know, there's a lot of different reasons to be sad, but everybody gets sad at one point, you know, but if you're constantly in that sad headspace, it makes it seem more acceptable. It makes it more of a routine to where you wake up sad because that's what your body's used to. 
and that's dangerous too because you're going through life where you you not only wake up sad but then you go straight to tiktok and watch sad things and then when when you're on your way to work you listen to sad music and it's like this never-ending cycle that you can't break out of so i preach that all the time like if you just put positivity in your ears no matter what it is it could be me it could be somebody else and gary v preaches it all the time too that's kind of where i got it from he's the reason that my positive mindset clicked for me and i watched him for two three ish years before anything even clicked i'd watch him i'd feel motivated for about a day or two i'd go but right back to my daily depressed routine and it does take a lot of hard work to break out of that for sure. But I think you're putting yourself in a disadvantage if you're constantly exposing yourself to that kind of stuff, you know. So it's a good point that you you bring that up because I've personally had struggles with that where you just get in a cycle of depressing or sad thoughts. And it just especially when you're, you know, going back to the addiction thing, like if you if you have addiction that is also consuming your life, the sad, depressing thoughts on top of that, like you're just that is just a bad mix and it's tough to break out of when that's your routine, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I mean, there was a point where, you know, I was sober for, I don't know, like six months or around there. And I was still, I was listening to juice world. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, it's that choice of, okay, I got juice world playing or whatever. I'm not having a good day. It's your choice to go down there or you know whatever you may be addicted to and do it while you're you know listening to juice world because and and that's how i kind of took a step back and realized hey i'm frequently like drinking mainly when i'm listening to juice world and then that's when you know i kind of took a step back from it and then, yeah, the uh, the last time that it was a couple of weeks ago, like I said, the last time that I stopped for a week or whatever listening to them, it, it really did work. So it yeah. just, you know, depends on how you deal with it. For sure, dude. And And I think a lot of it has to do with the psychology of different sounds and different um like tastes that can bring back memories or trigger you in some way, whether good or bad. And in this case, you know, if you're listening to Juice World or some of the other things, you'll probably have a lot of bad triggers. And what's even more tough about that is you, you go through your daily routine, you don't think much about it, but there's a lot of behind the scenes that you can sometimes pick out of. And like you said, you were kind of self-aware enough to know that you associated listening to Juice World with alcohol use, which that's not like you don't only drink alcohol when you listen to juice world but it's worse when you do that so there's like these subconscious triggers that i've kind of picked up on in my experience where i had actually uh picked up there i was at work this actually happened yesterday which i'm going to use this as an example because it's the most recent one and I, th I think it's a good topic my coworker drinks energy drinks uh, which I don't think there's too much wrong with it if you drink the right ones, you know, with the ones with vitamins or whatever. I still don't think they're good for you, but that's a different debate. Anyway, he was drinking those. Um, and he left his drink on a table and he was like all the way across the room. So yeah, I didn't ask him or whatever. I just, I just literally lifted it up for a sec to see if it was empty because I was going to discard it if it was empty. And it, it had like maybe a quarter left. So I just set it back down. 
And when I set it back down, it made like the aluminum can like tink like noise when you set it down. And it instantly triggered me like because it, it brought back these rush of like childhood memories when I used to drink uh, Pepsi all the time and like and, and just drink like a 12 pack a day sometimes if I'm binging video games. And I don't even drink pop anymore or any or caffeine for that matter. But I used to and my body, my mind, when I was going through that routine, what some people don't realize is you're creating this like history of your life where you're going to remember the sounds of like the daily routine. When you take the last drink of an energy drink or a pop or whatever, and you set it down, you're going to remember the tink sound and it's going to be subconscious in the moment. But say like years later, when you stop doing that, and then it happens again, it's going to trigger to the moments where, say for like two straight years, you were just binging pop for no reason, or even five or six straight years, because you're going to remember that sound and, and you're going to associate it with those routines. So, I mean, I feel like that's a factor too. When you're going through the daily routine, there's subtle triggers of like tastes, uh, like childhood food, when you make a, um, a food that you used to eat in your childhood all the time, it'll, it'll kind of bring back the nostalgia of that. And then also when you're going through different things of sounds, like I said, with the aluminum can, it just kind of brought back the memories of when I was binging pop all the time, because that's the sound I would hear all the time. You take the last drink and it, you clink it down on the table and you get ready for another one. So, and that was just an example, but I'm sure there's so many other like associations with, you know, addiction or sad, depressing thoughts or like all that stuff. It's, it's all connected at some point. It has to be. And I'm no psychologist, but from my experience, like that's something I've learned for sure. Yeah, it's kind of like, I, I guess this would fall in the same category, but like with me, there's some songs that I don't listen to because it, it would trigger that. Like it would be, it, it would make me think about, you know, whether if, if, if it was exes in the past or if I remember a song at a certain point in my life where I was down bad, I just won't listen to it. Uh, if, if it's, you know, if I have my music going and it's on shuffle and then a certain song comes on that could possibly trigger that. And I'm like, Oh man, like I remember it like it was yesterday or whatever. And then you just sit there and think about it and get in that mindset and get depressed. I'll just, I'll straight up skip it. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not, I, I won't sit there. I mean, at some point you can, you know, get through um, like some of those songs or whatever that used to be triggering in the past and you can overcome that. But, you know, it, it takes time and, and it takes repetition as well. It takes repetition of you constantly exposing yourself to the pain of the past to be able to overcome it. Um, but you don't you shouldn't have to force yourself to do that. Everybody copes in their own way. Uh, some are healthy, some are not healthy. We're all just trying to wake up and be a better person than what we were yesterday. There's no reason for me to judge anyone because I got my own uh, issues, you know, but I feel like the conversation I have in the conversation, like what I said before, everybody clicks at their own point. And if this particular episode clicks for somebody, then Dude, I, w I would be, you know, me and you would be like, I would just feel incredible. Uh, you know, if, if, so, if this helped one person, I'd feel incredible. And, you know, and for me, it's kind of therapeutic. Like if I go through a podcast with somebody, 
and we start talking about some stuff and I bring, you know, some of my own personal touches to the topics and all of that. It's, it's kind of like getting the weight off my shoulders. You know, I no longer have to think about all these thoughts that I have and, and overthinking is a thing too. You know, it's, it's tough. I do it sometimes, not as much anymore, but I feel like if you can empty your thoughts somehow to where you don't have to think about it as often, that helps too, you know, keeping a clear mind and a clear headspace. But yeah, for sure, like songs, dude, I have, like when I was in high school, I have like um, different kind of situations that I put myself in or things that happen to me, whatever. And then it'd be like a bad experience and I would just play one song on repeat because it was like just so therapeutic for me at the time. And then when I hear that song now, I'm like, holy shit, like throwback to the time where I was going through some shit. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy because especially if you haven't done something for so long to where that's the only other thing you can associate it with, then that is that's huge because then it'll definitely bring you back to those memories. If you've listened to it several other times before then, it might be a little easier. But yeah. Triggering stuff, dude, I try to stay away from that. Not not because I'm not capable of handling it. It's just I try not to cause any stress or any turbulence with my mental brain because there's so much that I've overcome mentally that I value it too much to be able to go back to that space again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's even with um, like opening up and talking about addiction and all that because i mean not many people know like i know you know well, obviously you know <laughs> yeah for i sure. mean uh my family a little bit of my family uh other than that i kind of kept it like discreet and now i mean i can open up about it and like what you said if someone finds a good how would I word this? A good, like, you know, at the end, end of this podcast, they could, you know, once when they get off of it and they're like, wow, that really, like, helped, then at the end of the day, it's a win. Like, yeah, I agree. As long as, as long as people know that, you know, they're not alone and there's a way out of it and, you know, it, it is a fight, but, like, at the end of the day, if this helps someone, then, that's the end goal. So, yeah, 100%, dude. And, and I think that is probably, I couldn't have said it better, honestly. Everything we talked about in this episode, um, I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little worried. I, I had some topics in mind, but I didn't have the confidence to be able to flow with this episode just because. Again, it's something I don't know much about, and you really filled in those spaces perfectly. So I think this episode was a win. And and do you have any other final thoughts at all? Um, just you know, if you're going through anything, either if it's addiction or whatever, you know, like I said before, just find a different void for it. You know, get a hobby or something, you know, go walk around anything besides, you know, picking up the bottle, but definitely. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself, bro. And I normally do this 
question and answer thing at the end of the episode, but the final thoughts, what you just said, if I was to ask a question, the answer you just had to it would be exactly how I would end the episode. So yeah, tune in next week because I got some more guests and some more, some more, some more topics. A lot more topics, a lot more motivational stuff. So you definitely want to tune in for that. TJ, you're a fucking brother, man. Day one. I'm so glad you were able to join me for this podcast today. And this is probably one of my favorite episodes that I've done considering the, uh, the person that was joining me on here. So thanks so much for your time, dude. I, I really appreciate it. For now, I'll see you until next week. Goodbye from myself and my homie. I'll see you. Peace. Peace out.